Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. We welcome the Holy Spirit. I want you to turn, if you would, uh, actually, before you do that, I, I want to recap because uh, many of you weren't here, the first three points that we went over. And it's seven differences between a consumer Christian or a contributing Christian. And the first one is a consumer Christian comes to be served, a contributing Christian comes to serve. So that's my question is, it's a check for all of us. By the way, I'm not waving a finger at any one person. I'm talking to myself here. Do I come to be served or do I come to serve? Am I laying my life down for the cause of Christ on a regular basis for others, others first? And I'm not going to recap all of that point. I'm just going to give you the, 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 the three points. The second one is a consumer Christian is entitled and a contributing Christian is grateful. We don't do entitlement here. You'll notice I have no reserve seating. I don't have a parking spot outside. I don't do all that stuff. And there's a reason for that. I have a core firm belief that I'm here to serve, not to be served. I'm not trying to be a celebrity pastor. And if I do, I want to encourage you, go find a church where there's a guy who's not. Because that's flesh and I'm here to demonstrate spirit. I really, when I want the testimony of Liz and I to be that when we are a church of 10,000, that we park in the furthest parking spot there is and walk in here because we're here to serve. That's what Jesus did. Okay, if the son of God can do it, I can do it. Amen? All right, so that's the second point. Consumer Christian is entitled. A contributing Christian is grateful. And then the third point, a consumer Christian asks, what do you think you're doing? And a contributing Christian asks, what do you think you'll need? It's a big difference. Could you imagine a church when people walk in? And I believe many of you are like this already, so I think you guys do own this well. But asking the person that walks in that's broken that you can see is going through a hard time, what can we pray for you? You know, what, what is it that you need? Well, I, I, I want to see a church that we don't even need to raise an offering for orphans and widows. Y'all just take wads of cash out of your pocket. You came, Holy Spirit told you on the way here, somebody's going to need it, and you just bless them. Doesn't need to run through this church. You don't need the tax write-off. You just need to write it off on the list of what God tells you to do and say, I did it. I asked the American church this question because I believe this day is going to come. If tax write-offs weren't a thing, would you still tithe? If not, you're tithing for the wrong reason. Wow. Woo, that's powerful right there. That'll preach. I had somebody email me this week. You know, you talk about money a lot. I said, I'm talking about your heart a lot. That's what scripture says. A fourth point, and I want to start with this today. This is part two. A consumer Christian points the finger when there are problems. A contributing Christian asks how they may have contributed to the problem. I'm trying to not cry right here because y'all, I can tell you, I contribute to the problem. In other words, we don't have victimology here at this church. We're going to look at when the shoe fits, I'm going to wear it and ask the Holy Spirit to change it. We don't need to be in condemnation over those things that the Holy Spirit points out, but man, we need to make a change. 
And repentance is a beautiful thing. Lord, okay, I, I see that. You showed me this. And you showed this to me out of mercy and compassion because you love me. It's a hard one for me. This is a trap that I fall easily into. And I, I, I once got mad over somebody, uh, over something. It was, it was dumb. And I told them, you need to treat me the way that you want to be treated. But how many of you know Jesus didn't say that? Jesus never told me to tell others how to love me better. <laughs> he told me to focus on how I can love others better. You see the difference? Now you're not a victim. You're an overcomer. That's what I'm talking about right there. A consumer Christian looks outside themselves to identify the source of problems. The problem is with the way those people act. The problem is with the way those people worship. The problem is with the way those people vote. The problem is with what those people are doing. That's, that's that victimology and looking at others and not taking the log out of my own eye, as scripture would say. And there's an issue with that thinking. A contributing Christian looks within themselves to identify the source of problems. A contributing Christian is great at shame-free self-reflection. Think about that. I want to read that again. A contributing Christian, this is what we want to be, is great at shame-free self-reflection. We are never here to point out sin in this church to shame you. We're here to break off shame. But there's only one way to break off shame, and that's true repentance. Ooh, that is really good. That is re thank you for that. I'll pay you later. In other words, they don't beat themselves up or beat other people up for their mistakes. But we own our mistakes, we learn from them, we repent, and we drop the mic and walk away from it because that's what the Lord does. That's what the Lord does. I love that. And, you know, Liz and I, we're, we're trying, uh, where I was going before, I want to I kind of complete this statement because the Holy Spirit just gave me something that I, I do want to tell every one of you. That, again, we try to be here for all of you guys. We try to counsel as many uh, uh, of you as we can. But I, I want to point you guys every day, not to a reliance on me, but how many of you know our greatest counselor is the Holy Spirit? Yes. And I want to point you to when you have an issue that you don't dial me, you dial the Holy Spirit and say, I have this problem. Yeah, I mean, it's good that I have a pastor who's behind me, but Holy Spirit, you're my advocate. He's on your side. And he's there to help coach you and counsel you through the situation. Well, I don't know what to do. Get a relationship with Holy Spirit, you will. It's really good. If I was to tweet anything, it'd be that. But we own our own mistakes and we learn from it. They can do this because they trust God, a contributing Christian. Trust that God can redeem their mistakes and turn them into something beautiful. The Lord can turn any mistake you've made into something beautiful. Let me seal it with scripture. Isaiah 61 verse 3. To all who mourn in Israel, boy is this verse prophetic. He will give a crown of beauty for ashes a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Man, that verse, I wish I could give that verse to Israel this morning. 
I want to read it again. It's just that good. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. That's a good word. Point five, a consumer Christian focuses on their preferences. A contributing Christian is focused on the needs of others. I don't like that song. It's not my style. I don't like the volume in the room. It's too loud. It's not loud enough. It's this, it's that. It's too cold. It's too hot. It's the fall. I can't set the temperature right now anyway. I'm not even going to try. Just get over it. And we're focused on everything else, and there's all kinds of distractions. But did we come to just worship the Lord that we could lay down our preferences and say, who really cares? I'm here for one purpose. One purpose. It's a sacrifice of worship to him. You know, I do worship, and I try to lead you guys in worship. But, you know, my, my primary ministry is not to all of you. It's to the Lord. When I worship I care about one person in the room that is my primary focus. It's not that I don't care about you guys, but in that moment, I'm here to please one person. And if I have the, and the Lord, the Lord spoke to me about this last night as I was going to sleep. And he said, you have one person you have to please. And I love you. And I'm pleased. And I want to say that to somebody who feels like you're not pleasing the Lord right now. If you're not, and there's something that he shows you, repent of it. But other than that, get that shame out of your life and know that he is pleased with you. He loves you, regardless of how jacked up you are, regardless of what it is that you feel you're doing wrong. Get that shame and that guilt off of you. I was discerning that during worship today, that some of you need to shake that and understand that he's passionately and madly in love with you in spite of your imperfections. He knew that. That's why God sent his son Jesus to the cross. So let's claim the cross in this church and continue to sing about the blood and the cross and never deviate from the blood and the cross because that's our access point to freedom. Man, that's good. A contributing Christian is more focused on the mission of Jesus and their personal preferences. A contributing Christian understands the truth that it is more blessed to give than to receive. A contributing Christian does not expect anything to go their way. I want to say that. Doesn't expect anything to go their way. I have everything here, but I changed it on the spot because the Holy Spirit told me to. I don't, I, I don't expect anything to go my way. Lord, I want this to go your way. Because your way is so much better. If things went my way, we'd be in the wrong direction right now. How many of you know that? contributing Christian is willing to give away all of their personal preferences if it opens up a place for someone else to come to know Jesus. If I had to really retitle this message, it would be get over it and get over yourself. Preaching to me this morning. I came this morning to have a couple funerals of my will that is submitted to his will. It's quiet in this Pentecostal church this morning. Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Acts 20, verse 35, and this is out of the Passion. I've left you an example of how you should serve and take care of those who are weak. For we must always cherish the words 
of our Lord Jesus who taught and said, giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving. Are we givers? Are we contributing? Are we giving? Are, is Holy Spirit operating in you where you're clinging on to him just for me, 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 me all the time? Or are you saying, Lord, I'm here. Do something through me for the purpose of blessing others. Because when you pray that, you end up being blessed. Why did we stop in America and pray for Israel? Because we want to be blessed. So we're going to be a blessing. We're going to sow so we can reap. The sixth point. I've only got two left, including this one. A consumer Christian focuses on what they will gain from following Jesus. This one convicted me. But a contributing Christian counts the cost of following Jesus. If we would count the cost, we would not be victims. If we would count the cost, if we would not be focused on, we would not be open to a constant spirit of offense. If we would change that in our lives. Instead of focusing on what we would gain, focusing on what we can contribute and what we can give, it keeps you out of victimology. It keeps you in that overcoming pattern that you want to be in. There's plenty of amazing things that I've received from God as a follower of Jesus, but that's far from the point. A contributing Christian is someone who trusts that God will take care of them and provide for them as they sacrifice their wants and needs for the sake of others. Jesus, our example, gave himself freely, forgave the people who were murdering him, and asked nothing in return. Nothing. Ask nothing in return. I'm here. I'm dying for every one of you because I love you. The humility on the cross that he went through. You go, well, I know this. Yeah, but are you broken by it? Are you broken by it? A contributing Christian is someone who trusts that God will take care of them and provide for them as they sacrifice their wants and needs for the sake of others. And Jesus gave that example. A consumer Christian expects something in return. They love, but they love with conditions. They're often manipulative by the way they love others. Like they give, for example, they tithe, and then they remind the pastor of their tithe when something doesn't go their way. I've had that happen before. It's fun. And in that moment, the Lord tests me just like there's a test for them and says, are you going to bow to that spirit? And I, I will not bow to that spirit. I'm not here to be a seeker sensitive church that ministers to consumers. I'm here to raise up contributors that are here to worship God, that understand we are in the end times. This is a serious day. Shake yourself. Look at your neighbor. Say, shake yourself. I've learned this about a smaller church. You know, I've, listen, I've only worked at mega churches prior to this one, and I've said that before. So if that's not new to you, sorry about the repeat. But one of the biggest things that we're seeing in this season, it's, it's real. This is, this is messy. This is, I, I'm, you know, when somebody calls and they want to speak to the janitor, it's like speaking. <laughs> I want to speak to the pastor speaking, and they usually go, really? You look like you're five. I, I get, I get a lot of that and, and it's, but, but this is the moment that we're in and, and we're, we're seeing those that want to come because they want to serve because there's nothing sexy about it. Can we be grateful 
for what God's done in our lives instead of focusing on the lack. If you're coming to a church because of what it offers you, you're going to that church for the wrong reason. We need to ask the Lord, what can you do through me? We're about to present a lot of opportunities for you to get involved at Hope Covenant. We as a staff are strategizing that. Guys, get ready because God is going to call some of you that are not prepared for things you're not prepared to do. That's what God's doing right now. Some of you are feeling, I'm going to go off the script a little bit this morning and say, some of you are feeling like you're in a season that you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, but God is giving you innovation and creativity and new ideas and he's expanding boundaries and you might think you're miserable in this moment, but pay attention. Don't be miserable. Don't complain. Give God thanks because he's probably giving you an out of box, out of the box idea where you might be looking at a million dollar idea and don't even realize it we got to get used to messy guys because messy you know what those that are i asked a, a millionaire that i'm that i talked to you about a month ago i said what does it take to be a millionaire he said do the things that nobody else are willing to do and you'll be rich right now because there's a lot of people that just want everything to be shiny we got people that want to, I want to make money on social media. I want to be, I want to be an influencer. You're not, okay. All right. Can we all laugh at that real quick? That's awesome. That's great. And, and you know, influence could be a good or bad thing anyway, but be willing to do the things that nobody else are going to do. And that's what Jesus did. That lines up with scripture. Jesus did what nobody else would be willing to do. You want to be used by God? Are you willing to die to self, to live for Christ? Consumer Christian expects something in return. They love conditions and they often manipulate people. Contributing Christian gives with no expectation of anything in return. Instead, they trust that God will take care of that. My parents are examples of people that are like that. They would give you their car today if your car broke. I've watched it happen. Me, I'm worried about my car being dirty when I get it back. They don't think about that. I'm being honest with y'all. Like, I, I love you, but I, you know, <laughs> but my conditions, you better wash that car before you hand it back to me and give me a full tank of gas. <laughs> I'm being real. But I've watched my parents through the years servant leadership and they do things that I go oh my god am I saved can I ask you a question are you serving to a point where you're convicting other people because of how low you're willing to go somebody needs to get me a tissue Luke 14 verses 27 to 28 and then I'm going to read verse 33 anyone who comes to me everybody say anyone, anyone. y'all feel the Holy Ghost right now anyone who comes to me must be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own. Or he cannot be considered to be my disciple. That ought to jerk some of you around right now. Anyone who comes to me must be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own. Or he cannot be considered, or she, my disciple. So don't follow me without considering what it's going to cost you. For who would construct a house before sitting down to estimate the cost to complete it? Likewise, 
unless you surrender all to me. Giving up all you possess, you cannot be one of my disciples. And then we complain about tithing. So I'm going to drop the mic. Let's go out to lunch. It's quiet in here. That's called conviction. That's not condemnation. I read that verse. I sat at my kitchen island and I cried for about 30 minutes. I said, Lord, am I saved? He goes, oh yeah, but you're getting close to me. So I'm pulling you in a little tighter right now. You don't have that luxury anymore. God, am I okay? Yeah, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay because you feel that you're going to be okay. It's when you don't feel that you're not okay. How many of you know when you're not convicted ever, that's when you're not okay? When you feel the conviction, you know you're alive in Christ. You're coming alive. If you're not irritated with me a little bit this morning, get irritated. It's a good thing. I'm just the messenger. But we're looking for the perfect church. People all the time tell me they walk through these doors. It's my favorite thing that they say. That's New York sarcasm right there. I'm church shopping. Really? I hope you find the Eckerd's blue light special on aisle 13. If you're shopping for it, I just want to tell them, just move on, because you're not going to like this church. It's messy here. You know, I mean, we all stink. Our feet all stink. You know, we just, you know, some of us brushed our teeth. Some of us maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, if you're coming to a church that has it all together, this isn't the one. If you're coming to a church that's messy and broken and people that are just wanting more of God and they don't care. In fact, how many of you are just sick of church and that, that, that pretentious nonsense that exists in the American church, which is all just an Instagram show of perfection, but it's not real and authentic. No service, no care about brokenness, no care about Holy Spirit, no conviction about scripture. Half these churches aren't even preaching scripture. Are you attacking other churches? I'm saying if there's no spirit of God, what are we doing? That's what I'm saying. Get out of there. It's toxic, and it'll suck the life out of you. It'll rob your peace. Got a bunch of Christians that aren't hearing from Holy Spirit. I have no peace. You have no counselor. Of course you have no peace. You've got no advocate. You've got no friends. The friends that will never leave you or forsake you. I'm talking about the Father, the Son, and especially the Holy Spirit right now in this season. Consumer Christians miss out on true community because they're searching for the perfect church. Searching for the perfect. I have so many people that just float in here. I got hurt at church. Oh, well, you're going to get hurt here too. I promise you, baby. I probably hurt you right there. But, you know, you're going to get hurt at church because there's people at church and there's humanity at church. And that's a beautiful thing. I celebrate that. This church doesn't have enough people my age. I'm looking for more young adults. Are you, are you a contributor or are you a consumer? If, you, if you're a young adult, come. I had somebody call the church this week. Hey, what's the average age of your church? I'm like, Pfft. I wanted to hang up so bad. I didn't. I was Christ-like, I promise you. Y'all have a lot of young people. Y'all have a lot of old people. I got a lot of people. I don't, I don't know. I don't look. I mean, I don't ask everybody's age when you come in. How old are you, by the way? Like, that's one of our questions now on our, on our Connect card. How old are you? <laughs> we ask your birth date, and, and you know, I mean, we don't even get the year from half of y'all. 
This church is too small. This church is too big. I've heard all of those comments. It's too hot. It's too cold. I said it before. It's too loud. It's not loud enough. But I don't like the music. The pastor's too high energy. The list goes on and on. A contributing Christian is somebody who can embrace both the beautiful and the messy parts of church community because they understand that Jesus has embraced both the beautiful and messy parts of them, of me. Can I read that again? A contributing Christian is somebody who can embrace both the beautiful and messy parts of a church community because they understand that Jesus has embraced both the beautiful and messy parts of them. Wow. I'll move on. Philippians 2, verse 2 in the Passion. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unabounded joy. Paul wrote this to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, verse 5, and this is my last verse. So be alert to all these things and overcome every form of evil. Carry in your heart the passion of your calling as a church planner and evangelist and fulfill your ministry calling. That's a commission right there. Be alert. Overcome every form of evil and carry in your heart the passion of your calling as a church planter. A church planter comes to nothing and builds something and they allow the Holy Spirit to do that through them. They don't do that in their own strength. A church planter three years ago during COVID, four years ago, whatever it was, 220, three years ago, we're working on four, hears plant a church and goes, God, are you crazy? Plant a church. Lord, it's COVID. Plant a church. Stay steady. Don't leave. And in the middle of that season ends up getting this building. I was about to, I tried to abandon it. I tried to abort this. I did. I'm being honest with you. You go, was that sin? Yeah, it was. The Lord showed that to me, that I was in sin. I tried. I had a mega church that offered me a job. I flew to Houston, Texas, took the pen, was about to sign the paper, and the Holy Spirit said to me, you got a decision to make. This might work out for a hot minute, but it ain't going to last. Do you want to go around this mountain again? And I went, <laughs> heck no. And I looked at the pastor, and I said, I can't do it. And he goes, you know, the Holy Spirit told me on the way here you weren't going to do it. He knew it. He's one of my apostolic elders now. How many of you are about to abort the very thing that God's called you to do if you would just continue to stay in the messy place? Watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. Some of you are feeling the Lord right now talking to you about some things. We got to stand no matter what times look like and understand I'm a contributor and I'm called to serve like Jesus did. Could we stand to our feet this morning with every eye opened and every head lifted this morning? I want you to say out loud, Lord, you're the lifter of my head. You're the lifter of my spirit. You've called me for a purpose. In this time, in this moment, I'm called, I'm chosen, I'm beautiful, I'm loved, I'm broken, I'm messed up, but when I'm in your presence, I'm made whole. You turn all things 
for the good because I love you. And I thank you, God. No, y'all need to say this. There's like half the room not saying that. I thank you, God, that you're turning beauty for ashes in my situation. Be the lifter of my head. I declare right now, Lord, you have my attention. Here am I. Use me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. In Jesus' name, give God a shout of praise this morning. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.